Welcome to Good Life. I'm Dean Wilson. So glad you're with us wherever you are. If you're joining us on television here in the Santa Barbara, California area, we welcome you. So grateful for you uh, at TVSB. Uh, we're thankful for our partners at TVSB. And for those of you joining us uh, all around the world at all these different platforms, the podcast, which is Good Life Conversations, uh, goodlifetelevision.org, the YouTube uh, channel where you can subscribe. Um, and then on the YouTube channel, you can see not only all the long form interviews, but we break those up into what we call power clips. So you can see kind of some snips, snippets from different uh, interviews. It's been such a great journey uh, for us to 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 bring you these wonderful people, uh, all walks of life. Uh, every one of them has been such an amazing uh, story. And, and so we're just grateful. And so we're, we're so thankful, uh, thankful for you. Thankful for our friends at Bun and Chevrolet for their uh, support. And, and this uh, episode is brought to you by those friends as well. I'm so grateful for you, Oksana, for joining us all the way from Kiev um, uh, in Ukraine. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And this is Oksana Ivanyuk, if I got that right. Uh, I've been working on my pronunciations all morning. Great honor for me to be on your channel. Yeah, well, we're so thrilled to have you, and 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 I want to just give a, a little bit of background. Um, so, Oksana is um, in one of the the main shows that we're going to talk about is Cossacks, which is, uh, and of course, our wonderful friends and partners at Crackle TV. If you haven't been to Crackle TV, you're really missing out. I got to tell you. So, make sure you you check out Crackle TV. There's so much great stuff there, and we're so grateful to to be friends of Crackle. Um, but I but I but so we're going to talk about Cossacks in in a moment, but. If you would, Oksana, maybe we could start by kind of just telling us a little bit about who you are and kind of your background and upbringing and kind of your how you got to be involved in this kind of a project. Uh, I'm a film producer. Uh, Twelve years ago, I've established my production company in Ukraine, and we started to produce TV shows, uh, feature films, documentary films, and uh, after the beginning of war in 2019, uh, we've got a, a grant from the Ministry of Culture of Ukraine. Uh, they uh, funded 50% of the production of this series about Cossacks. And the other 50% were provided by ICTV channel. ICTV is the biggest Ukrainian commercial channel. It had you know, very good coverage and um, uh, they aimed to show the show in prime time. So we started the production. Uh, it was quite a challenge because for Ukraine, it was one of the first um, historical expansive uh, series and we wanted it to be very light-hearted and we wanted it to be uh, you know we wanted to attract white audience and at the stage when uh, we finished the script we realized that we want the show to be so to say internationally digestible so we wanted to be um, understood by international uh, audience. So we approached an American um, uh, script doctor, uh, Mr. Uh, Gary Sanov, who used to work for Sony. Uh, 
And we spent a couple of months working with him, fine-tuning the script. So we came to LA and we were, you know, making drafts and working together on the very final draft of the script. Uh, and then started the production, the filming itself. Uh, when ICTV put it on air, they had very good ratings. You know, it was uh, top of the slot. It was the top show uh, that year on ICTV. And after it was shown on TV, we were approached by Multiplex um, uh, Network. And they suggested to show TV series in their uh, theaters. So for one month, we had it uh, released in movie theaters in Ukraine. So we were really happy with the feedback from Ukrainian audience. And now we are very, very much looking forward um, to feedback from American audience. You know, we are, it's extremely curious how <laughs> your viewers will react. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so to, before we, I want to talk more about what's going on in Ukraine, but the, 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 the series, let's talk a little bit about what it's actually about. Um, so, so this this follows the the kind of the life of the exploits of uh, Ivan, who's a young Ukrainian peasant raised by a a Polish aristocrat. To, to tell us, just kind of give a little teaser in terms of what is this show about. Well, Ivan is not just a peasant, you know, he's well-educated, he knows a lot of languages, girls fall for him, but he has his own goal. He needs to find his mother. His mother was captured by Osmans and is kept in um, somewhere in Istanbul. Yeah, so he he's looking for money for all possible um, resources to uh, find his mother. And on his way, he finds himself in a Cossack's fortress. He doesn't want to be there. He wants to get away from them. But uh, uh, a magical heirloom that he's stolen from Moscow Tsar uh, by chance appeared to be there in the hands of Cossacks. So now Ivan needs to steal that uh, earring again. Why everybody is looking for that earring? Because it's extremely powerful and uh, the one who owns it is invincible. So what we wanted to tell in this series, what is our legend? You know, uh, the whole world used to think that it's very difficult to win the war with Russia, that Moscow Tsar is invincible, you know, but our Cossacks will find a way to prove that it's all fake. So please turn on Crackle and watch the series and learn how to win in a war. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, that, I, what a great idea. I love I love this idea. Um, so did you come up with all this? I mean, who, how did this happen? Uh, we, we've been working on this script with my colleague and partner, Alex Barovsky. Okay, okay. I had a co-author, Alec, and we worked for, for like almost uh, two years. Okay. 
So, so again, I'm talking uh, with Oksana Ivanyuk. She is in Kiev, and we are talking about the show Cossacks, which is C O S S A K S. In case you A C K S, sorry, in case you're uh, uh, looking for it, and uh, you can you're going to be able to find it on Crackle TV, along with a lot of other great content on Crackle. And so, um, Oksana, can you can you talk to us a little bit about what I mean, uh, how are you doing in 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 the midst of what's going on in Ukraine? Uh, you know, I I think sometimes it can be hard to discern the truth about what's actually going on. How would you describe where where Ukraine is right now in terms of this um, war that has emerged over the last you know couple of years? Well, uh, for us, the war began in 2014 when Russia invaded Crimea and Donbass. Uh, so for us, our friends and relatives, they started to join the army and defense our country. And for everybody here, it was quite a you know difficult decision because um, it's, it's really just try to think for yourself at what point in time you will take weapon and will decide to kill another person you know when they invade your country when they invade your city or when they are on your at your apartment or they enter your house yeah so we lived in a civilized world yeah it's 21st century you know it just you just cannot believe that it's happening yeah, but it did, and uh, uh, we we were in this state of war that nobody called war in the world, but actually people were dying, and part of our territory was occupied by Russia, and uh, you know it was so crazy because you know Russia is a big country, you have plenty of territory, you know what are you doing here, guys? You can visit Ukraine without visa, and you can spend time and you know, beautiful resorts of Crimea whenever you like. Why do you need this war? Uh, so it was a huge surprise for everybody, everybody. And we were all looking for answers. Why is it happening? And before the full-scale invasion in February, we didn't want to believe that it's going to happen. You know, the whole world was telling Ukrainian presidents, Ukrainian governments, and that, listen, there will be an invasion, full-scale invasion. Uh, but on uh, February 24th, we woke up at home and we planned to go to our offices to continue. Me personally, I was planning to continue my uh, work on the second season of Cossacks. Uh, unfortunately, our plans were interrupted. <laughs> by bombing you know and you know we were standing at our balcony you know with our cell phones just shooting you know, filming you know the explosions and we were like what what the fuck is going on right <laughs> <laughs> uh so part of the team you know a lot of um, a lot of people has left ukraine in the very beginning of war a lot of people has uh, have left kiev uh, during the first month we stayed we stayed because 
we knew that if Russians come to Kiev, there should be somebody who will tell them that they are not welcomed. You know, we were doing Molotov cocktails. We were, you know, we, we organized these so-called territory defense troops. You know, people were volunteering and, you know, everybody was ready to, to defense the city, our world. And uh, um, uh, later on, uh, uh, we, thanks to international community, you know, we, we've got um, air defense systems in Kiev. And there are a lot of sirens, a lot of alarms, a lot of uh, drones approaching Kiev or um, missiles. But now uh, the air defense um, is working much more, much better. So there are not so many victims in Kiev at the moment, but they do bombard the other parts of Ukraine. And um, at that point of time, we realized that we cannot film, right? We cannot, we can do practically nothing but write. And we started to work on scripts. And little by little, the industry started to uh, revive. Uh, later on, we started to film documentary films. Uh, at the moment, we are producing two films, one about kids who live along the uh, front line, and the other one about Moscow Orthodox Church, which is which still exists in Ukraine, but they they are actually acting like IGIL, um, uh, like um, uh, like, uh, like a terrorist organization. Yeah, so so they they do have a lot of pro-Russian propaganda on the territory of Ukraine, and they create military forces um, um, that fight against against Ukrainian army and uh, stuff like that. So we want to tell about connection of Moscow Orthodox Church and KGB, uh, and on international level as well as on the level of the, um, Ukraine. And what what's that one called? It's um, Orthodox spies. Orthodox spies. Mm -hmm. Wow! So you're doing. You've been working on that recently, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So and and I, because I know that like the the, um, I mean a couple of the actors from the show from mm -hmm. Cossacks went to fight, from my understanding, and then the uh, pyrotechnician Alexander. Suvorov was killed isn't that correct in in the first months of the of the fighting yeah yeah that's right yes alexander unfortunately was killed and uh, another actors like uh, volodya kravchuk um oleg yurchishin um volodya kanivets they are fighting now and Volodymyr Kanyevet, by the way, he, he went through training in Great Britain. So his unit was trained to use um, some uh, military equipment uh, in Great Britain. And he, he returned to the front line, you know, better prepared than, than he used to be. But, uh, you, know, the, you know, people are having a completely new life now. <laughs> 
So they went from actors on Cossacks to on the front line of the war. Yes, that's right. Yes. Wow. So you decided to stay in Kiev, and so you've been there the entire time. Is it safe now, or how 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 it is? What does your daily life like look like in terms of the war going on? Um, uh, you know, people are very much used to um, air alarm. How do you the, call the it? alarm, the siren. Siren, yeah, to sirens, because if you hear it couple couple of times every day, you just stop reacting to be honest yeah so some people who have kids they do go to shelters but all the other people they don't just because you know you cannot spend half of your life in shelters uh, and my mom for example she she never did she's smoking in her kitchen she's in kiev as well and she's telling that you know it's too much honor for putin for me to change my routine Uh, but uh, people do die and it's incredible uh, how how this uh, changes the whole mental health status of the nation you know how people change Uh, you, you, you can get used to this but you it does change your mentality and your um, attitude towards um, our neighbors, towards Russians, right? Towards Russian culture, Russian literature, and uh, now we 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 realize and we realize it very clearly that invasion began a long time ago, and it began with cultural invasion. You know, uh, Ukrainian poets and Ukrainian writers uh, they were a mass a lot of them were killed in in 1930s and step by step uh, Russian culture took place of Ukrainian culture Russian language was more prestige prestigious than Ukrainian in order to get a better job you had to know Russian and then Russia came to defense Russian-speaking population. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Uh, and in my family, for example, my my mother speaks uh, spoke Russian. My father spoke Ukrainian. They never switched. So I was used to the situation when I speak to my mother in Russian and to my father in Ukrainian. And it has never been a problem. It was, you know, there was never any conflicts uh, because of the language but um, it was one of the reasons as the Russian government uh, put it in the very beginning of war that you know they are defending Russian speaking population um, wow so there's so you're saying culturally this this started to happen a long time ago and then the Crimea happened and then nobody really thought that this would happen but it happened what do you th- what do you think is going to happen here Oksana? what what do you what, what do you and your friends and your family what do you think is going to happen in the end of this deal we will win uh that's for sure uh you know the whole world is helping ukraine now and we are extremely thankful for that 
we are very thankful to American taxpayers, you know, for everything you do for Ukraine at the moment. A lot of Ukrainians will die, you know, with our population is smaller than the population of Russia. And, uh, you know, people are dying every day and uh, kids are dying and cities are destroyed. But uh, in spite of what, whatever Putin or Russia is, Russians are planning, you know, we have plans of our own. We will definitely win this war. Wow. It's it's shocking. I think the I think everybody was um shocked at the brazenness of this, you know, what's happened here. And we obviously feel for and and care and pray for all, you know, all of you because this is it's just horrific what's happened. Um so please know that you know we you have our love and prayers and uh I just can't imagine. So Thank you. And you know what? What uh, world didn't realize that Ukraine is very different from Russian, that Ukrainian culture is different from Russian culture, and uh, that probably was one of the reasons why the whole world was surprised why Ukraine was so actively defending itself against Russian invasion, because um, in Ukraine mentality is different. You know, the, uh, the social structure is different. Social roles are different from Russia. Uh, and it has been like that for uh, hundreds of years. Like, for example, uh, in Ukraine, uh, women had a very um, uh, powerful roles in society, yeah? So they were um, controlling households, you know, and th there, there were never uh, such level of abuse as it was in Russia, in more Eastern uh, part of the world. Yeah, so Ukrainian, we have in Ukrainian folklore, we have um, uh, a lot of um, uh, songs and, uh, you know, uh, a lot of elements of folklore showing that the role of women in Ukraine was very, very strong. You know, mm -hmm. for hundreds, hundreds of years, and in Ukraine we had democracy. In 16th, 17th century, the head of state was elected. So before Ukrainian hetman signed um, an agreement with the Russian Tsar, you know, in Ukraine we had democracy, and we had literacy, total literacy. So Sunday churches, um, church schools they were obliged to uh, teach all kids in spite of their social status. You know, noble kids, uh, peasants, you know, everybody knew how to read and write. Uh, and uh, we have different language. We have different alphabet. You know, so it's, it is a different country and it's quite big. It's as big as France. You know, How many people are in Ukraine? It used to be 48 million, uh, but about 12 million left the country uh, after the full-scale invasion. And about half of those people already returned back home. 
So we have a lot of friends uh, whose wives and kids left Ukraine and moved to Europe, but now they are slowly but surely are coming back home. Wow. Can I let me ask this question just because I'm just fascinated by this? But so, what are the Russian people? What do they think happened here? Like, did what are or what information are they getting? What are they being told? But what? Why do they think this is happening? Or do they know exactly what's happening? What What kind of information is there for the Russian people? Uh, I think that there are two major problems for Russians. Uh, first, all TV channels in, in Russia are owned and controlled by their state. They don't right. have private television, right? So they have only one source of information, the propaganda uh, right. channels. Yeah. The other problem is that not a lot of people in Russia speak foreign languages. So they cannot you know, look for information. They are not used to look for information on CNN, BBC, Fox News. You right, know. right. They have a very limited access to the information. And for years, they were brainwashed. So now they think that they are saving Ukrainians, that they are doing good thing, that, you know, there are uh, Nazis here in Ukraine, and there are good guys coming here and uh, helping. So they so they think that they're that, that they're saving the Ukrainian people from the Ukrainian government, from Ukrainian people, from you know evil Ukrainians, good Ukrainians from evil Ukrainians. Ah, <laughs> wow, yeah. Well, so, so there's, I mean, that that's what's also sad about this whole thing. I mean, it's amazing what. Uh, what the absence of freedom can do to a country and a people, uh, you know, it's it's we feel for you. But and what is Ukraine is fighting for? It's uh, you know we are fighting against um, uh, totalitarianism. You know, they we we do have a free press in Ukraine. We do have uh, free entrepreneurship. We have independent TV channels. We have independent media. We don't want a leader like Putin to be in, in charge of this country. Right. You know? we, we, right. We have, we, during the newest history of Ukraine, when Ukraine was separa separated from the Soviet Union, we had quite a number of so-called soft revolutions. You know, when we were unhappy with our government, you know, people went to the main squares and uh, they were protesting. And we, we, no, our generation, you know, we managed to change the government. And we know that voice of, of every person matters. And, you know, as a nation, we were not afraid of the government as Russians are. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a terrible thing. It's it's a terrible place to live uh, when you're you know in fear of your government. And um, mm -hmm. wow, Luxana, well, I admire you a lot, and all the Ukrainian people. We have no idea what um, this must truly be like for you to live in this situation. The the the, uh, and so we wish you obviously the best just in life, but but obviously we love also the. The work you're doing, and so the Cossacks, 
coming to Crackle TV. You can check it out. Is there something else you wanted to add, Oksana, before I, I thought? Just, I... I just wanted to add that thank you very much, but we are very fond of Harry Potter and we know what, you know, what this show, and this book uh, taught us that you don't need to be afraid of your enemy. In order to win, you need to make fun of your enemy. Um, <laughs> so that's what we wanted to show you in our series. Yeah, I can just see your mother smoking her <laughs> cigarette in her kitchen saying, Putin's not going to make me go to a shelter. <laughs> that defiant attitude that uh, sometimes, yeah, you're probably right. Well, we're with you. The show is The Cossacks, uh, C-O-S-S-A-C-K-S. And, and uh, coming to Crackle TV, Oksana Ivanyuk is uh, the uh, producer and, and an amazing person. And uh, uh, we're, we're so grateful to meet you, to have you on. And we admire you. And uh, we're, we're rooting for the Cossacks as it comes to America. And uh, uh, make sure that you and your family know that we're all very supportive of you in this really difficult time. Thank you. Thanks a lot. And thank you for inviting me to the show. You're welcome. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next time.